0: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, well hello, my sweet lovers. Maratoche, and welcome to Tasso. the African, African Sexual Sex Online. I'm Lorraine Linehart, your host and creator of Tasso. Saving it raw and keeping it real. Keeping it real. Yeah. So how about you open your mind and expand your erotic horizons. Welcome aboard to an exhilarating ride with your number one undisputed African sex goddess. Okay, that part may be wrong, but hey, join my naughty cult and connect with all my sexy people around the world. This is Tasso, rated 18 plus and definitely not for the faint-hearted. Are you ready? Are you ready? So when I was launching TASO podcast, I sent out uh, a press release to a few media houses in Africa and in the release, I stated that I love sex. I didn't go into too much detail about that because uh, the, the press release was about the podcast and not about me personally. However, that one line in the entire press release somehow raised a lot of eyebrows why because a black woman had just declared publicly she loved sex and somehow even to um to the so-called civilized society that was a shock it's like from generation to generation we keep passing on these outdated cultural beliefs uh which we are unwilling to confront or update or revise in order to align them with our modern lifestyles it's like According to many old African cultural beliefs, a woman was not supposed to enjoy sex. I'm sure we all know that's where vaginal mutilations come from. They mutilate your vagina to ensure you don't enjoy sex because sex is something that only men are allowed to enjoy and can even talk about how much they enjoy it publicly and that's okay because we also want them to uh, say they enjoy it for our own validation but no if a woman enjoys sex she can be labeled promiscuous a whole all sorts talking about sex alone as a black woman can be enough for you to be labeled a whole So it was quite interesting uh, to me how many people picked on just that one line in the entire press release uh, and were so intrigued. Some even contacted me personally to say, girl, you're brave. Like, seriously, I just said I love sex and that's brave, How?" like there is a stigma surrounding women who know what they want sexually and communicate it to a point where a lot of men would say they want you to tell them what you want sexually but when you do they actually take it badly sometimes (laughs) like some would feel criticized and feel that you uh, you telling them what you want is like telling them they suck basically But I wonder if partly they also uh, are thrown away by a woman who knows what she wants because they are taught you are not supposed to know what you want sexually as a woman. And in fact, you are not even supposed to want anything other than to please a man. And if you know what you want sexually, how many men has it taken you to learn that? You must be a hoe so according to many of our cultural beliefs a woman who is sexually knowledgeable can't be trusted a woman who knows her craft in the bedroom can be seen as definitely not marriage material like to them clearly she must have been around um the block way too many times to have gotten all that experience and is now really more or less worthless a wreck dirty only good enough to be used as a sex object and ditched many men would quite happily enjoy sex with a woman who knows her stuff in the bedroom but when it comes to settling down they feel she is incapable of being loyal being a loyal wife just simply because she is sexually skillful So she must have been fucked by too many men and that's probably what she will continue to do in marriage too. Don't get me wrong, many men actually dream of being married to a woman who loves and enjoys sex and knows what to do sexually to pleasure herself and to uh, pleasure her man. But there's still stigma against uh, the same women because our own insecurities. and in some level, uh, some of our culture beliefs teach us to fear her and draw very negative, untrue assumptions about her. It's like a woman who willingly has sex with a man without playing hard to get can be seen as a whole. She's easy. She must have no self-worth whatsoever to just willingly give herself to a man without making him earn the right to have sex with her. We teach that all day long, even today, the value of a woman somehow can be determined by her sexual behavior or even in some cases her sexual past. We feel that sex is something a woman gives to a man. Therefore, it's her duty to protect the value of her pussy. You know, so women end up playing hard to get even when they want a guy because they want to feel their pussy is valuable and must be earned. They have to feel conquered in order to feel worthy. Uh, like a typical love story, then ends up becoming about how you hated your partner um, at first and never took any notice of him, but he was persistent, so you eventually gave in. So, basically, at some point, you said no, and you may well have meant it, but others say no when they mean maybe. And I believe that contributes to a culture of people not accepting a no. S and no. I think it doesn't actually help that in general, human beings as well, we always want something we can't have it's in our nature many like very successful people will tell you stories about how somebody told them maybe when they were young that they were never going to make it and somehow that negativity motivated them to follow their dreams and become successful so naturally the more someone tells you you can't have something the more you want it and When a man wants a woman, in a lot of cases, nothing would make him want that woman more than rejection. And I think a lot of people can agree with this. In my country, in some villages, way back in the day, I know some people will listen to this and may well be old enough to remember this shit. And I, to be honest, I still think that this shit still happens today. Anyway, there used to be this behavior uh, by men who would actually force you or bully you in some way to be in their girlfriend. Like they would physically twist your arm until you say, yes, I'll be your girlfriend. Forced to do so by pain and obviously fear of someone dislocating your freaking arm. I know it may sound extreme, but believe me, I've seen this happen i've seen it happen over and over and people were almost accepting of it but i, I don't know if this was just maybe in some villages in Botswana or if it happens in other parts of africa but you know our cultures are well connected so i wouldn't be surprised but i i look back now at some of the things that i saw growing up and think damn that was abuse now here's another thing some women never ever initiate sex because there is uh certain shame attached to that if you initiate sex then it surely says you love sex and if you love sex you're a hoe So, these are some of the issues and even today, uh, there are loads of women who are embarrassed to initiate sex and have never really said yes or no to sex. Somehow, they've just ended up in relationships and sex has happened to them. Their own pleasure is like the last thing in their minds. Most, um, it's like, well, most men... Or women initiate sex primarily for pleasure but if you're afraid to admit you want sexual pleasure or if you're taught to believe you are not supposed to have pleasure why on earth would you initiate sex if you are taught to believe that wanting sex makes you a whole why would you initiate sex this is why i don't understand why um in traditional weddings for example even from tribes that uh, mutilate women's vaginas brides are lectured on how they must always be sexually available to their husbands and must also initiate sex how the hell are you going to initiate something you don't enjoy the fact that sex is expected to be mainly initiated by men is a problem and may have like serious implications where rape is consent but even when it's not about rape if a man is always the one initiating sex you may end up um, feeling not entitled to any pleasure as a woman because this is where people believe that they are giving the man sex or if Uh, it's in marriage, for example, you may start to see yourself as performing a marital duty. Uh, This is where teasing also comes into play. Teasing is a Beautiful part of sex. I love teasing. You know, a lot of women love teasing, and it's it's just something that we do naturally because as women, we're supposed to be like that. We're supposed to be like seductive beings. Teasing is quite nice. It can be quite nice to have your man chasing you around the house. You know, trying to grope you. It's it's nice. We do uh strip tease, and actually, it's not a Western thing. People seem to think <laughs> that people doing all these lap dances and you know going up and down poles is like oh it's a western thing no hell no it's not a western thing our traditional dances our african traditional dance as well have a lot of sexual teas in them so please You know, (laughs) we encourage uh, men to be conquerors and it is accepted as the natural order of things. But as we embrace and enjoy men's natural pursuit of the pussy, is it possible that to some of them we're also teaching them not to accept no as no? You know to some level because the thing is uh we can't just taint every man with the same brush some people learn differently you may be teaching something one man will learn something different from it and another man will learn something different from it so it is possible that what we think uh, is just normal behavior may well be teaching or influencing other men negatively oh my god i've been going over and over some of these beliefs and uh, there are loads of uh, like uh loads of bizarre things out there i remember uh growing up there used to be an expression used against women as an insult and this is in my country and it's also in my language so if i said it in my language obviously a lot of people are not gonna understand it so i'm just gonna attempt to uh describe it so this um expression whatever actually was meant to shame women for being wet during sex like a guy could have sex with you and then the next day he would tell everybody that you were wet but it was meant to be derogatory uh oh my god okay so basically in my language in Setswana for those who understand Setswana you'd be like saying hey you know like which basically just means you know she just wet she's, she's just watery <laughs> and because it was believed then that a woman was supposed to be dry during sex to make the vagina tighter They believe that when uh, the vagina is wet, it made it too loose. And it was also a sign that you were a whole, you slept around too much. These guys would slut shame the girl after having sex with her. Like, I used to hear that a lot when I was much younger. And then I was still a virgin, I was still quite young. But. Those, you know, beliefs kind of affected me even personally so much. It used to literally terrify me and I would be so scared of having sex and wondering, you know, all these questions going through my mind because, you know, there wasn't much sex education, um, available for us. Then we were taught biology at school. You know, it's different to sex education really. So yeah, I, I was, I like kind of grew up really terrified about the, you know, prospect of having sex and, you know, um, the possibility of some stupid guy going around telling people that I was wet during sex, like it was like a terrifying thing. Some of these stupid beliefs can affect you throughout your life into your adulthood and then affect other people that are connected with you in some way. Even when, you know, you are now in a position of knowing better and understanding that these are just you know bullshit somehow they linger some way at the back of your mind just like what i said earlier in the beginning of, uh, of the episode that i was getting some of uh, the so-called civilized educated people calling me in shock like girl did you just publicly admit you love sex you know it's the same thing like you know you would expect them to know better but they don't or, or maybe they do, but still something in the back of their mind is still influenced by those old uh, traditional cultural beliefs. And I believe it's because uh, in some way they are conditioned to feel it's trusty for women to speak out about sex and they don't even realize they're doing this. This is why it, it feels a little bit scary. They don't know they're doing this. They don't know what they're projecting. Um. Anyway, there used to be another uh belief i'm sure this still goes on too there used to be this belief that a woman was supposed to cry during sex like cry not from emotion but from physical pain she's supposed to beg a man for mercy and beg him to stop uh, because it's too painful and men felt really empowered and you know they would even fuck it even harder You know, just because like, yeah, you know, if I'm hurting here, that means I'm a man, you know, that means I've got a big dick or something. So you can imagine what some women go through, like a combination of, for example, having been uh, mutilated so that you don't get stimulated, expected to be dry because if you're wet, you are not tight enough having no clue whatsoever about female sexual pleasure like it's crazy what some women go through some men believe that if a woman does not show any discomfort during sex then she's a hoe like <laughs> you almost have to fake it if, if you don't really show that you're a little bit uncomfortable or it hurts a little bit or whatever then it's assumed that uh your pussy is too big and Obviously, you must have fucked too many people. You know, you must have fucked a lot for 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 you to get to that point where you're just too used to dig that. Hey, any dick can come in and out, and you you're quite comfortable. So, whereas many women now fake orgasms to fool men into thinking giving them pleasure or to massage the uh, their egos there are also loads of other women who fake pain to make men feel um to make a man feel his dick is big and Uh, to pretend she can't handle his power and supercharged performance, whatever. But, you know, there are women out there who feel they have to fake that pain because it was believed that, you know, as a woman, you have to show a little bit of discomfort. And I see it also uh, in porn where, you know, women can clearly be faking it. That, oh my God, it's so painful, whatever. I don't know. Maybe they're not faking it, but, you know, the whole pain drummer, you can see it even today that's why i said earlier i think that it, it still happens uh because i see it in porn um i've had guys actually brag about how a girl cried and begged them to stop but they say that with such pride you know this is what's scary and it made me question things and um picture a scenario where you have this young man who believes when a woman says no they actually mean yes they are just teasing or maybe just playing hard to get and making themselves even more desirable so he goes ahead to penetrate this girl anyway and because he may also believe that she is supposed to cry and show discomfort so when she cries during the act because she's in pain or because she's been raped. He, on the other hand, is totally oblivious to that and sees everything going on as it should. How long can this type of man go on raping women without realizing he's doing it? Okay, I don't want to completely believe that they don't realize they're doing it, but there is something there. You know, there's, there's something there that actually uh, they, they've convinced themselves uh that there's nothing wrong with what they're doing because he's been taught his behavior is acceptable i mean i want to be very very clear in this actually that i would never me personally lorraine lionheart would never ever give excuses for rape so I don't want people taking this episode and like misinterpreting it and, you know, just saying all sorts of things. Well, of course, everybody is entitled to their opinion or however they want to understand this episode. But I, w- I just want to put it out there and be very, very clear that I personally would never, ever give excuses for a rapist i'm a survivor of rape myself and attempted rape too and i can tell you my own horror stories about the subject so i know what i'm talking about i know no matter how you look at it there are no excuses for it and i'll never blame victims uh of rape for their ordeal because i know i've been there i know But I do believe that there are all kinds of rapists. And I'm not saying that I think some rapists are better than others and I don't think even um, ignorance can be an excuse. But there are a few men who find themselves in situations where even they themselves seem to end up only coming into terms with... um, what they did after it's done. and there are so many rape victims who will remain silent because honestly, if they told you the story of how it actually happened, most people would not even take them seriously and will not believe them and would blame them because uh, there's so many outdated uh, outdated behaviors and cultural beliefs that are supportive of abuse and that are so bad and yet somehow acceptable in some degree. Sometimes you can even find uh, yourself shocked to hear uh, that someone you know has been accused of rape. You'd be like, him? Really? No way. You would even actually go out of your way to to turn it against the victim and say that, uh, you know, because you don't believe that your friend or somebody that you know could possibly rape a woman you would actually immediately go into blaming that woman and maybe just calling her an attention seeker or a bitter vindictive slut blah 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 we 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 would refuse to even allow our minds to just consider for a second that certain people can rape too especially when we know them personally But with this episode, I'm hoping to challenge people to think about how some of our cultural beliefs in a way, even if it may seem like it's in a very insignificant way, I believe uh, they are contributing to grooming rapists. So the majority of uh, rape victims actually know they're rapists because in reality, our rapists are Our brothers, our fathers, our uncles, our teachers, our employers, our, our friends, our our boyfriends, our husbands, our cousins, our sometimes even our pastors in church, you know, and that's the reality. I believe that certain cultural behaviors and beliefs are contributing factors to rape, they are not reasons, they are not reasons for rape, but they contribute in some level. So. I decided to share with you some of my perspectives on the subject of rape because, you know, some of these uh, cultural beliefs are so wrong, yet we choose not to acknowledge their wider implication and their contribution to harmful behavior. And this is one of the reasons why sometimes it can be really difficult for us to comprehend that someone who we consider normal could possibly uh, commit the crime of rape. There are so many debates about different classifications of rape cases. People debate about which ones consider violent rapes and which one not to. For example, some date rape uh, cases are not really considered violent. And I feel that is wrong. You find someone raping uh, his date because he believes uh, she owes him sex because he spent money on her, whining and dining her. And what can even make that worse is when the girl herself... um, feels she owes this man something she's entitled to her vagina because of uh, a few drinks that he may have bought her which is sad sad situation so you know the issue of rape is so complex like so extremely complex um i'm gonna cover rape and sexual violence in so many other episodes but you know this is one of the episodes that i was just really compelled to do I was discussing this episode with a friend who actually pointed out that he doesn't believe uh, that in this day and age, there are men who can claim that a woman said no but meant yes. But I think if we try to be in denial about this, we are actually part of the problem. A woman can say no and if you force yourself into her anyway, some women may not even attempt to struggle or fight you or push you away you know why because well there's so many reasons for they can be you know a million and one reasons for this but just to name a few rape victims all have their own way of coping and surviving rape during the rape and after uh, the act some women's uh, way of surviving is actually just Lying there and just letting the rapists do whatever they want to do. And meanwhile, they're just praying silently for it to just end quick. So they would have already said no. At this stage where they've been raped, they just kind of just give in and just surrender just so it can be over and done with. Some of them can almost um like kind, kind of like hypnotize themselves to not even see what is going on as rape and that is also a coping mechanism so basically some can be in denial uh, about what's happening to them like uh, not wanting to believe that they're being raped and that just uh their way of coping there's no there's no right or wrong about it like you can never really judge a person in that situation or how they react because they have uh, their survival instincts kicking and you know whatever happens happens they just have to survive uh the they act somehow so and sometimes it's a lot easier to actually or some people may actually find it easier to be in denial because they don't want to face the horror alone and they don't feel like they have anybody that they can talk to no one will believe them so they feel it's better to just pretend it never even happened which is really sad because you know inside you're just like dying bit by bit and it's eating you up but you can't talk to anybody and you just have to keep trying to pretend that nothing happened so it's not always the case that a woman will kick off and scream and show you know try and uh, i don't know ask for help or whatever or try and fight you Uh, when she's been raped she may well just feel she has no choice but just to let you finish but you would you still have raped her i think this scenario actually happens a lot in marriages too i have another entire episode coming soon dedicated to rape in marriages and unraveling the mystery of lobola the bride price what it is for and whether or not it's still even relevant today Anyway, guys, I'd really love to hear uh, your opinions on this. I'd really love to hear from you on this subject. So uh, should you wish to discuss this with me, please email me at tasso.podcast@gmail.com at gmail.com and let us talk. You know, you can talk to me either on email if you're not comfortable talking to me on the show or, you know, yeah, we, we can talk on Skype on the, on the show as well. So, uh, the reason why I think it's important to actually talk about this is because I believe that these beliefs are not something of the past. Um, I believe they are not only for people who are considered primitive or uneducated, etc. These are affecting society at large and affecting us, Black people, quite a lot. Whether influenced by culture or religion, you know, they're still there. Like, we have different countries, different tribes, obviously, in Africa, or as black communities, different languages, different spiritual practices, different, I don't know, cultural belief systems, yet we still identify as a people collectively, as Africans, as black people. We continue to see ourselves as one, yet in so many ways, we are hardly even united, but these a reason why through millennia we have maintained that divine connectedness as blacks regardless of the manipulation of our history their uh, the creation of borders dividing our whatever our continent into countries uh, the the separation of african people during the slavery times the demonization of african spirituality you know regardless Of the burden of confusion we carry on our shoulders all the time about who we actually are. Africans will continue to seek identity and dream of unity. We're always going to do that. But I believe... Our quest for reclaiming our identities sometimes causes us to blindly embrace everything that we have come to believe is our cultural identity. But clearly some of our cultural beliefs are no longer relevant or necessary. And I personally believe Africa is not merely a geographical location. It is in us. It's who we are. So these beliefs affect us even uh if you belong to a black community that's in the diaspora for example even if you are not even born in africa not raised in africa these beliefs still affect us i believe that these beliefs actually affect um humanity of course at large they are not issues that are exclusively issues for black people no but because this show is called tasso this is why i keep saying black people there's black people that because the show is it's taso this is taso african sex show online in fact i was watching some chick flick some film once called i think it's called he's just not into you or something like that and there's a part in that film where a little girl cries because a little boy had uh, been mean to her but then the mom turned around and told her that he was doing that because he liked her and these were two white kids So I know, okay, it was just a movie, but it also is true that we are conditioned to accept abuse from a very young age. So I am personally just saying a revision of these mindsets is definitely overdue. So please, yeah, get in touch with me please let's talk because i think this is important and you know for the first time in a while i've actually done an, an entire episode with very little laughing you've been listening to tasso and i'm lorraine I come back again and taste my melons Mara